our yet-to-be-named Newspaper Comics Podcast. My name is Jackson Rohde. I'm joined by Elango Veloth. Yeah, that's that's me. That's my name. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to say something afterwards. Okay. Um, and uh, and Vincent Malika. Hey. Hey. So this is a podcast that we're starting because we all really, really enjoy talking about and uh, list, er, reading newspaper comics. And looking um, at them. And looking at them. Just, just looking at that beautiful art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just want a place to talk about our favorite stupid art medium, the newspaper comic, which uh, no one reads anymore. So yeah, that's what this is all about. We also want to acknowledge the existence of the comic curmudgeon, which is kind of why we're doing this, um, sort of. We're, we're taking inspiration from it um, in that we're talking about comics. Uh, 66% but, of us are. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yes, we, we acknowledge that that's a very funny uh, website that's doing a similar thing, um, but we're just taking inspiration. We're not... We're not stealing jokes or anything, and we're actually staying away from there to to the exact opposite of that. Anyway, I think uh, I think we're gonna get into it. Um, we are. Do Do you guys want to talk about your favorite newspaper comics? Just first off, starting out. Yeah, sure. I really like <laughs> Peanuts a lot. Um, oh yeah, and and Bloom County. And Calvin the Hobbs, and on a completely ironic level, a lot of the ones that I'm talking about, I have a very <laughs> weird appreciation during the comic, like the, the podcast. But these are the yeah. ones I, I actually really like, and they formed a lot of my sense of humor and morality in the case of Peanuts. I just want to uh, acknowledge the fact that you said Calvin the Hobbs, which is uh, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt's cool cousin. <laughs> His cool cousin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was just originally a character in the Star Wars universe, but um, yeah. the, uh, the creature design is too disturbing. Uh, Vincent, what about you? Uh, you know, grew up with the, the Peanuts, grew up with the Calvin and the Hobbes. If you just steal all my three comics, my dear. I mean, I learned morality through Peanuts. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I also, and I learned mortality through Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. that comic's dead. True. You know, they um, dealt with death a lot in that comic. Yeah, with the but, possum uh, or the raccoon. I don't. Yeah, the raccoon. I believe. Yeah. Just, just like E.T. Yeah, E.T. Oh, the man. raccoon. That should have been the crossover. That should have been when Bill Watterson was like, "Okay, I'll sell out. I'll take Steven Spielberg's Amblin money and I'll put E.T. in my comic." <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't there a dead isn't there a dead <laughs> raccoon in E.T. Or am I making that up? I've never seen E.T. Guys, this is my oh, confession. What the fuck? I haven't seen it in okay. a long time. All right. I don't think I'd block out any raccoon death. I believe that Bill Watterson hated the creator of Bloom County for how hard he sold out. So there you go. That's a fun (laughs) fact. I think he's Uh, probably just kind of a bitter guy. Yeah, Bill Watterson. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jackson, Um, what are your your favorite newspaper comics? Uh... So Calvin and Hobbes, growing up, obviously that's like everyone's. But um, I really love Get Fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, I learned morality from that, which is why uh, I like to eat rubber bands. It's <laughs> uh, not morality. Yeah, I love Get Fuzzy. I think it's really funny. Um, I, I think it's great that there's a dumb there's a dumb dog and a smart cat. Uh, it's like Garfield. Bucky but, uh, is not a smart cat. Well, he's a dick, um, which is really fun. Um, and I know that you guys don't like Foxtrot, but I really do. Yeah, I like uh, Foxtrot. I kind of hate it. I, yeah. But I make fun of it a lot. 
Okay. I yeah, like but, uh, I have a lot of... He likes me, but he makes fun of me a lot. Uh, I have a less complicated relation. Well, complicated. Thinking <laughs> 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 on. It's a different kind of complicated. It's a good kind. And concept. nowadays, uh, or, and now, or not nowadays, uh, and when I was younger, I actually really liked uh, one panel strips. Nowadays, I'm a little less endeared with them, but uh, F minus and um, uh, Bizarro, I actually found really interesting. Mostly Bizarro because it looked cool, and then. Um, with uh, with F minus, that comic's actually pretty funny. Um, it's just dumb puns, and it's really great. I like Lyo. Uh, Did was that in your guys's newspapers? I don't know what you just said. Lyo. Yeah, what is no? What the a, fuck is that? I don't know what that is? In the Chicago Tribune, but it was about like this this little science boy, and he would get <laughs> in the, the most horrible complications. No. But uh, it was genuinely very funny. Vincent, you're describing Foxtrot. Yeah. Oh yeah, his name was Jason Fox, <laughs> and, and he really got into pages. You know, really got up under uh, beneath her skin. Uh, Vincent, you're you're forgetting that uh, uh, Mango and I both grew up reading the Wisconsin State Journal. Journal um, Sentinel for me. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. I guess you were in the Milwaukee area. Milwaukee. Um, I think they're uh, the same comics page. Probably they're the same. I, yeah, they're not the same. Thing. Are they okay? A lot of their staff Um, overlaps. It's weird. Yeah, so I liked uh, I like Get Fuzzy Foxtrot and a few others. Uh, So I think the next part of our podcast is when we go. (laughs) Stop talking. Is when we go to our standbys. uh, Yeah, each have like a certain comic that we're very specifically attached to, and that we will talk about each uh, episode. Yeah, I don't know when we're doing these. Yeah, whatever. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Listen, what is well, not to make you continue talking, but what is your standby each episode? Uh, my standby each episode will be Heathcliff, uh, everyone's favorite orange cat, which is what this podcast is tentatively named. Yeah. Um, even though he is not my the... favorite orange cat. Well, no, yeah. I don't think he'd even make. Wait, Heathcliff? I think he'd make my top three. Who's what's okay? Let's go through your others. Bud. I'm gonna save mine for a later episode. It'll be the big Vincent, reveal. You you teased it. What's yours? Uh well, my old cat, Mister Smith, who's pretty orange. <laughs> pretty orange. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's some stripes going on there. Uh you know what? I think three was a funnier number than two, but I guess I got to use number two. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right. I think your number two is my old cat, Orangey, because when I was a kid, I could only name things after the color they were. Oh, oh, I, my other orange cat is the, the cat from the movie uh, Harry and Tonto. There's a what very the sweet... What the fuck is that? Right, it's, a a... Very, it's a very sweet movie about an old man who goes on a very long trip to see all of his children across the country, and he has an orange cat who he takes with him. I love that. All right, you real cinephiles. Um, let's get moving. Mega, um, what's your standby? My standby is a little comic called Funky Winkerbean. Now, Vincent, you said that uh, Calvin and Hobbes taught you about mortality. Funky Winkerbean taught me about mortality because in every five strips, one of the main characters dies. Uh, it's <laughs> not flippantly. It's it's an emotional thing. It's a no. Yeah, it is not just like we're writing them off like some kind of Miami Connection type kind of film. Uh, it's more like a. Uh, Forest Gump. Yeah. Like, 
Wait, That's, what? You fucking use a lot like Forrest Gump. You just did you just compare Miami Connection to Forrest Gump and Funky Winkerbean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird spot with the movies I've been watching lately. But no, Funky Winkerbean are... spans many time wow. frames with characters that don't really fully seem to understand the world around them and are just kind of observing it and suffering through it. My um, world is reeling right now because <laughs> I just realized that Funky Winkerbean is Forrest Gump the comic. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Except more depressing. Oh, God. That's a really good... Yeah. Vincent, what's your comic of the week? Mine is The Lockhorns. I guess about the worst worst married couple in the world. It's about a husband and wife who abhor each other and will take (laughs) any opportunity to tear into one another or tell their friends about or strangers about how much they hate the other person. And I remember I used to read it and liken it to like a European art film because the all the spaces in the comic are so sparse and with these weird shapes in them and what happens in the scripts are so terrible and sad. I uh, it's a really rich experience to read it. I think. Yeah. So who so, wants to go first? It shouldn't be me. My comics are too sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll end with you, uh, Mango, and um, we'll start with me on Heathcliff. Um, so my Heathcliff this week for the listeners. Uh, oh, that's a good one. We'll we'll put links to these up, like imager links, um, in the episode descriptions. I think. Is it pronounced imager? Um, uh, yeah, it is Heathcliff, and he is running out of a store where a cop and a cop and this what presumably the store owner who kind of looks like Dilbert uh, are are speaking and the store window says cat cleats and the quote on the bottom like every Heathcliff is I found my niche now let's clarify not every Heathcliff comic has I found my niche right. at the bottom no, of it no, that would be an avant-garde strip to say the least every Heathcliff yeah. comic does have Two people commenting on Heathcliff's actions, uh, and that is the that is the uh, caption underneath. Yeah. Um, now, guys, I I've played a few sports in my time. I played like a lot of soccer, a lot of American mm-hmm. football. I played some rugby here and there. These are not yeah. cleats that I have ever seen. Um, these I don't look, know. These look more like cleats that are like made of metal and for stepping on people to hurt them or something. They, they do look, look like weird bugs. Um, in the window. Yeah, like the bugs that Heathcliff uh, rides at the barber. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, they kind of look like bowling shoes in the uh, in the window. They do. Oh, yeah, bowling shoes with cleats, which is a terrible combination. I, so I have a question about how you use your cleats, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one way. Well, do you like to run around on sidewalks with them? Uh, in, in, with, <laughs> no. in Always in pairs? No, I also... <laughs> oh, yeah, we should note that all of there's eight cats in this comic. They're all with another cat. Like they're all paired to another cat. It's very weird. Well, and here's another thing. To, and they're all they're all running on on sidewalks or in the street, not or on an grass. asphalt. Yeah, on asphalt or asphalt. Um, why is a cop at this? Anyway, the the other thing to note is that Heathcliff seems to be he, his pair because all the cats are in pairs. It it looks at first That's glance. His girlfriend. To, no, it looks at first glance to be his girlfriend Sonja, but she doesn't yeah. have the trademark like fucking like bow tie on a piece of hair coming out of her head, and her mm. face so, is different yeah, than normal. Yeah, that is true. 
I think so. that's because Peter Gallagher or whoever's illustrating this strip has just given up at this point. But I mean, he's definitely given up. Uh, but I think this is because Heathcliff is. I mean, he's a playboy cat. We you know he's a drunk yeah. That's so yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I think he's just cheating on her um, point blank. He's a specific who, type. Yeah, Mango. I want to make fun of you because you pronounce your name Sonja, and it's Sonja. Oh, uh, I've always but, said, oh shit, I've always said Red Soja also my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yes. When uh, people describe your, your, your perfect, uh, your perfect um, partner, you just, you, you always grip the name. It's like, there's a fictional <laughs> character I've always kind Her of Her name is Soja. <laughs> oh, um, I have trouble with English. No, it's okay. That's not an English name, so it's oh, okay. Well, okay. Um, uh, now, the, I, yeah, I, I, I want to ask the question: What do cats need cleats for? Um, yeah, they have their their paws are essentially an adaptation of cleats. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> like <laughs> they have traction and they have like yeah, like the things that you need cleats for, and they're like lightweight and shit. Sure. I don't know. I feel like they have good enough things going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe they play a lot of. Well, have we ever seen them play a sport? Heathcliff likes to punt things a lot. Yeah, there's a lot likes, of football in Heathcliff. Yeah, he, well, no, he only likes to punt things and wear football helmets. He That's does not true. like to go out for passes or run routes or anything. There's no. Yeah, there are. Every, there's a lot of people that wear football helmets in this trip, but there's no actual football playing. Yeah. Um, uh, like They're in our unreleased first episode. Uh, we talk about uh, the ham rally where two men are wearing football helmets. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll mention I, the helmets uh, later. We don't need to get into them too much now. I gotta... I, so, here's why I think there's a cop at this scene. Maybe all those cats just robbed that store. And... Yeah, the, the dialogue is sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His finding his niche was his undoing. They found exactly. something so perfect that they immediately <laughs> robbed it. I mean, I guess it's his own exactly. fault. He should have known about it. But yeah. Now, here, we're also... I'm going to mention another, like, scary thing about Heathcliff, which is that 90% of the time, the humans are not drawn to, like, incorporate feet. True. Like, in most of the strips, there will be something <laughs> obscuring them in some way. Yeah, what the fuck? So I guess they all have human cleats and they all wear them in this universe and so obviously cat cleats is the is the logical next innovation that didn't make any fucking sense to me uh <laughs> you gotta think it through everybody wears cleats okay and cats are like why don't i get to wear cleats and so this person is the first person to have thought of oh cat cleats and so cats are obviously thrilled but then why are because they can be scared? like humans um god not well, to like makes perfect sense this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. Um, uh, I will point out. So I'm I'm backing up a little bit. I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, June sixteenth Heathcliff, great, and um, it's the one where he's playing catch with a mouse with his dad. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it's really yeah, cool. and he's well. First of all, I want to point out that his dad uh, is an escaped convict, apparently. Um, or is just a wearing stripy pajamas, I guess. Conflict, Convict. yeah. Uh, he also always has a constant stubble, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, much like me, his his father is lifting up his back right leg 
or his right leg, I guess, because he stands on all fours, or he stands on two feet. Um, and he's only got three leather pads. So maybe that's why they need cleats, is because oh. cats in the Heathcliff world have very poor traction. Yeah, they're like shitty mutant cats that don't work good. Yeah. They they evolutionary, like, they, they, they evolved to <laughs> flip things and to sing on top of fences as opposed to do cat things, like hunt things, you know? Uh, you know those six-toed cats? Yeah. No. Um, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. This should yeah. be the opposite of that. This well, is like a like a parallel universe where all the animals have evolved in ways that are slightly different than what you'd expect. So, for example, much apes are interested in garbage <laughs> rather than bananas. <laughs> you, you, you conventionally expect. <laughs> well, alternatively... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, much how in the Greco-Roman times, if a horse were to mutate to have three toes instead of two, it would be assumed to be a horse, like, chosen by the gods, and it was better, so the kings would be given them. These cats are the dominant species on the planet, so they've all got three toes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, that, that tracks for me. So it's God's favorite orange cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fourth member of our podcast, the Lord. God! <laughs> Yeah, um, all right. <laughs> I think we should okay. move on to the next yeah, let's, comic. Yeah, let's move on to, get to, to Vincent's to... comic. Yeah. Okay. Um, do... So this is this is going to be uh, a Lockhorns from June 19th. And here we go. In it, um, Loretta <laughs> has walked... <laughs> Loretta has walked into their house... Oh, fuck! Oh with God. a haggard expression on her face, and she is carrying two steering wheels. Leroy is opening the door for her and has a look of real fear and 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 kind of fear and hope in his face. You know what's happened to my darling wife Loretta. And at the bottom, there's the quote, presumably from Loretta, saying, "You'd better sit down for this one, Leroy." And yeah, the first thing I'm going to point out that I like about this one is. I mean, we can get to kind of the story and what's happening on, but I want to point out something about the art, which is the, the outside of the house, which you can see through the door, is like you normally see in a locker room strip. It's very clean lines. Yeah. Or it's like straight lines, kind of clear blocks of colors. So you see a tree, you see um, a, a gate, yeah. you see... There's black outline. Very clear. When you enter the inside, which is most of the frame, it is it begins blue and gradiates white as it goes up, and that is the extent of what is inside of the house. I don't know if she has died and has entered heaven, and Leroy is, hell, hell, let's is bringing her in. Uh, that's who she sees as Saint as, as Saint Peter figure, but it is deeply strange. They're they're in a they're in a default Photoshop void. It's yes. fucking horrible. <laughs> The other thing to say is that Leroy is holding a folded up piece of paper, not like a book, which implies to me, and like the look at his expression implies to me that he has just as horrible of news within that paper yeah. to deliver to He's Loretta. writing a note that he was going to leave to, Le- to Loretta, and then she I- got home in time for him to leave and leave it. Okay, maybe it's this. Maybe it's the paper, and in it is Loretta's like obit, and he's like, <gasps> he's no, like, a lot of sense. no, your spirit. It's for oh, fuck. So now, Vincent, would you describe the two things that Loretta is holding in her hands for us? <laughs> uh, well, they both 
pretty clearly seem to be um, steering wheels. One of them kind of looks like steering wheel pasta, where it's just like the shape doesn't totally make sense. But what's interesting about it is that she's carrying two of them. So whatever yeah. I mean, yeah. the assumption you'll make is that she was in a car accident, but maybe there were two cars and that she has stolen one and that somebody else is in danger or or that the, the other owner did not survive to claim this <laughs> yeah 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 it's like you better sit down this one we are leaving the country yeah, uh, i have killed <laughs> um, yeah it was not an accident the steering wheel in her left hand doesn't have an airbag it seems um, <laughs> oh, yeah. which explains the accident so yeah maybe she killed someone in a model t uh, yeah, like Mr. Monopoly car. She killed Leroy's <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Who would die? Uh, Leroy's father would certainly be Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> I don't think I've Uncle ever... Moneybags? I don't think I've ever seen their in-laws in the, all the years I've read the Lockhorns, and I do love that idea how it's like, to, like it's this horrible rich man who abuses Leroy, and that's why he's so unhappy. And then, constantly like, complaining about their in-laws, too. Oh, yeah. And this would not, this would make sense why. My headcanon has always been that Leroy's father is Mr. Peanut, but I'm now seeing that Mr. Monopoly <laughs> makes just as much sense. Uh, yeah, Mr. Magoo would make sense. They certainly oh, get his... oh, yeah, would. They have a lot of, like... They look very similar now that you mention it. I feel like when when Leroy grows old and lives alone in his house long after Loretta has left him, he will walk around in Mr. Magoo-like shenanigans, just, like, walking into things and muttering. Like, I feel like that's his future. <laughs> yeah, uh, and for the listeners, if you don't know Vincent in person, he's a lot like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, people do is... call me animated. If you yeah. ever throw uh... him off balance, he just becomes Mr. Magoo for a split second. Uh, for the listener, this is too accurate. Uh... <laughs> Super accurate. <laughs> uh, watching you step onto that escalator that was going the opposite direction and just spasm in midair. Yeah, it was not one of my prouder moments. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, I don't think this. Um, yeah, well, this finally explains my weird attraction to Mr. Wagoo over all these years. Is a he's been my inner spirit. But I, uh, yeah. Anyway, the other thing <laughs> I think about this. But I think is interesting is that the potential that the two, it almost looks like two sides of one steering wheel so that maybe it's split exactly in two because that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Yeah. That's a Hmm. horrifying, like imagining the circumstance of that accident. Yeah. It's just terrifying. And the last thing that I'll, I'll note that I saw before is that he, what you, when you look at the steering wheels, it draws attention to her legs and first her giant bird feet. But more specifically, it looks like she's wearing leggings or something, and they've been torn. So yeah. it's it does really kind of it's very evocative. Yeah, her um, whole her whole outfit is actually very, um, uh, and her hair is very jaggedy, where normally it's um, rather circular, if I recall. Um, well, and you can see but, that her shirt has been, or her blouse has been ripped behind her. <clears throat> um, so something has clawed her back, maybe. Oh Jesus! Oh Christ. God! Yeah, she got in, she got in an accident with a tiger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe the tiger was driving the Model T. Maybe the tiger um, was Hobbs, <gasps> and he was not having any of it. Good Lord! Oh, Calvin um, the Hobbs. Yes, <laughs> Alvin the Hobbs. <laughs> Alf and the Hobbs. Nobato Wonga. Uh, <laughs> Is that an elf thing? 
No, that's a that's a job of the hut thing. They're, Never mind. They seem like they're related. I think you um, mean Calvin Hobbs. <laughs> All right. You want to uh, move on to funky? Yeah. Why don't Why don't you get funky? Yeah, get my funk on, as I like to call it. Um, now let's see if I can just copy paste this right on in here. Now this funky was one that I stared at for a good amount of time when I found it, because um, it has it, it has like the the first panel is a pair of jogging shoes, like somebody jogging, and Pepe Le Pew next to the yeah, Funky what? Winker Bean logo. And Pepe Le Pew huh. This will, is Max Landis's Funky Winker Bean. He will not appear in this comic. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's Funky and his weird friend, whose name I don't remember, who I hate. I think it's Les. Is that him? I think so, but there was recently a That's very Les. sad Les. story about yeah. well, a retirement home, and like he... I think there was recently a very depressing story about Les. Oh, God, yeah. Well, the problem with Les is that he only makes one expression, which is the one in this comic where he looks unbelievably smug, <laughs> as if he is... Like, I, yep, I... As if he is the morning star looking out upon his servants. It's, uh... He, he looks like he's just come from a tennis match. Like, like with the band that he's wearing, and then all his facial hair and smug expression. It looks like he's just finished a game yeah. of squash. It looks oh, like he, definitely squash. It looks like he has a secret that you don't know about, <laughs> and that you're playing right into his fucking hands. Well, um, he looks like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> If you look at his face in the bottom left-hand corner and then look directly above where you can see Pepe Le Pew. Oh my god, he's doing the same expression. He's the exact same expression. And he's the same color. What the fuck? Um, But yeah, it is just them jogging and the shots continuously pan out and in and then back out uh, for the final one to finally reveal the entire track and not just zoom in on parts of their body. Uh, but I'm j- I'm just gonna go ahead and read the dialogue. This is all spoken by the titular Funky Winkerbean, uh, who is the least funky character in the in the comic. Um, and he says, "The thing I like about running the track is that you can just put your mind in neutral and let it coast. Can you imagine what it would be like if a skunk wandered onto the track? He'd think he landed on skunk work. <laughs> then again." Maybe letting your mind coast isn't a good thing. Now, <laughs> I've been sitting on this comic for a while, and I have no idea what that means. I'll say, I'll say this. I think Funky Winkerbean and Lockhorn both had a skunky... Sorry. Peppy the Pew. I think both <laughs> Lockhorns and Funky Winkerbean have a similar theme this week, which is an artist and writer who did not care enough to finish the strip. So in Lockhorn, <laughs> yeah. they decided not to draw in the rest of the house. And here, I think it was the art was drawn, there were blank panels, and Tom Baddock <laughs> was like, I literally have to have the first things to come to my head. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it, because this really does have a stream of consciousness quality to it. Yeah, well, because he starts talking, he has two separate tracts that don't come together, which are yep. putting your mind in neutral and skunk world. <laughs> these two things do not relate. They do not coexist. But the strip just ends. It ends with a panel as if you're meant to, like, dwell on the meaningful and solemn words coming out of Funky's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, there's a butterfly like, like going <laughs> yeah. like in the in the frame. Yeah, and like beautiful clouds, but it, 
it's just yeah. it's just gibberish. It does cat yeah, there's a there's a kind of a beautiful spring quality to it that doesn't totally match the total nonsense that came before. Yeah. Well and he, oh, I think, not, go ahead. Oh, I, I just wanted to point out that Tom Baddock uh has wanted to write a soap opera for thirty years. Um uh and writes and draws his strip like one uh but he is a fucking hack and he's terrible and he can't do anything right um so yeah. he's been drawing this thing for three years it's this um, but then this strip particularly is this amazing quality of like a man accidentally reaching kind of the point that like Joyce was trying to do in the portrait of an artist in the early chapters where it's like the mind of a child just rambling <laughs> that's what comes across here um, but yeah well, let's move on to and we can cut this one out if we want but I'm, I was still in the mindset of doing my my thing where I do a modern funky and a classic funky Oh, I'm very down with the classic funky. Yeah, and then I have, I have another thing that we're going to do, but yes. Oh, great. Classic so funky. We're going to put the classic funky in, and this is actually not quite a classic funky because it's pretty recent. It's from, like, 2010. Uh, but well, I think it, years. it counts enough. Um, that was seven. I'm going to just drop it in, and I'm going to say, Vincent, I think you've talked the least. I'm going to want you to describe it to the audience because this is a non-visual medium. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> There's three panels for you. Oh my god! In the first panel, <laughs> there's a woman who is in a car, and we can see or the panel taking place from outside the front window, and we can see her contorting her arms. She throws herself in front of her face, a very surprised look on her face. In the next frame, I believe it looks like yeah, funky. funky. Uh, yeah, funky in a brown shirt. We also he's in also in a car. We can see this from the outside. Similarly shocked look on his face. The third panel is black. <laughs> the assumption being that they have slammed into each other. It's like died. So, maybe oh, this yeah. is where Loretta Lockhorn got the. <laughs> That's Loretta Lockhorn in the first panel. <laughs> Or they just cut that third one out. Wouldn't this be great if it was like in the green and then the third panel was Loretta. Was the lock one strip. Was her like in the same thing where it's like it's outside of her car and looking in. But then it's Loretta with that like blase look on her face like here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she kills both of those characters and she takes their steering wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she leaves hers. Yeah, as her calling <laughs> card. Oh, God. Or, or maybe she just stands in the middle of them and, like, jumps out right at the right moment, and so, like, they both kind of collide into each other or something like that. Like, she orchestrates it, but, like, without her ever being in a car. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's horrible. And then um, she takes the, takes the things, the souvenirs. Are you implying that she's some sort of uh, Magneto-esque... Uh, Mutant mastermind. I yeah. Did you not read the X Men strip in the nineties where, where Loretta was um, wife, and he feared her because he she was the only one more powerful than him in the metal abilities. Oh God. Anyway, that's, that's an actual X Men comic that happened, but not about the Lockhorns. <laughs> <laughs> then watch me give a fuck. Uh, I hate the X Men. 
Um, but I love the no. Lockwood. Jackson loves the X-Men, much like our relationship with yeah. Foxtrot. Yeah, I really... Your, the X... What? Who's your favorite X-Man? Wolverine. Leroy? No. <laughs> Leroy? Uh, I, th- I think my favorite I answered X-Men, that seriously. My favorite X-Men was Cypher. His power was to understand any language, and that included <laughs> body language. So he just beat the shit out of everybody. Cypher sucks. <laughs> I love him. Um, there's a part, there's a, there's an X-Men comic where he, like, learns to speak the word of God and becomes omnipresent. Oh, yeah. uh, hey, this is a newspaper comics podcast. If we're true. going to talk about a Marvel comic, we're gonna talk about Spider-Man. Right, yeah, shit, you're right. Uh, I will stop, and I will delete this horrifying funky from our Google Doc. Okay. Um, Vincent, you said you had something to bring up? Uh, yeah, but I totally X'd out of that tab. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I do, okay. I do have a comic to bring in uh, if we want to do that little. Yeah. Shit, I just opened Overwatch. So another thing we do is we talk about um, comics we like, uh, or just comics that are, or maybe not necessarily comics we like, but uh, comics we found interesting and we want to share with uh, share with our friends. But uh, yeah, I got one. Um, this is you go for Vincent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this is from one of my favorite new comics, which is called Pardon My Planet. Oh, God. And on our last episode, uh, we we saw a couple which were pretty disturbing. But yeah, uh, I think I started screaming. This, this, uh, this planet includes uh, dog people, by the way. Dog well, people can mean like a cute little funny thing. These were horrifying. Yeah, these were werewolves. These were like, un- yeah, really disturbing stuff. Anyway, this yeah. one's from June 20th. And yeah. So, uh, Jackson, do you want to describe it? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's a strange one. Just the way they look. Wait, what <laughs> That's the, the main... Fuck? We'll get to that, but okay, let's paint the picture, or do what they did, presumably, which is to use the same uh, digital format that the Lockhorns use, because there's a lot of gradiated images in this one, too. Yeah. Creating kind of an abstract dreamscape. But okay. um, do you want to describe it? Yeah, so there's three people, uh, there's two people sitting at a dinner table, um, what what appears to be an older woman uh, and a younger man, and an older man is standing uh, at the table in the background, um, looking very stern, uh, and the at the table is this very opulent dinner, as you can see, there's a, um, uh, whatever the, uh, a, not a dumb waiter, uh, whatever those, uh, like, you bring out food on a tray, and it's, it's got, a like, a cool metal table. dome. Yeah, a uh, dinner tray with a cool thing. Oh, there's a fancy dinner table. Anyway, this woman is saying to the, presumably the angry man, yeah, I know this is the guy who stole your den- identity, but I beg you not to press charges until after he tips the valet. Now, now this I, is, we've told you what happens in it, but I don't think I, we can properly express how these characters look. I think I've been thinking about it and I might have it. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> this is like like if I if I've narrated what I wanted this comic to look like in Malayalam and then put it through Google Translate into English and then put that into like Babblefish. Excuse me, Mango, what's Malayalam? That's the language in India that I learned when I was a kid. 
Oh, the, like okay. Obscure Thank language you. that Google Translate can't really handle. Obscure. Yeah. Enough, and then put it into that, like, from there, put it to English, and then put it into um, that, that program on the internet that turns sound into pictures. <laughs> like, this is what would come out. Okay. That's a, I'm, I'm not a bad way to describe it. Um, yeah. It looks terrible. I, it looks horrifying. It looked, yeah, the the way I would do, the, and when I was writing my notes about this one, the the young man who has stolen the older man's identity kind of has a face like a kitchen utensil, but <laughs> but his mouth has been sewn shut. Uh, it's it, like there's all these yeah. sharp edges and like the kid's this huge thick chest, but I really these weird angles that shouldn't be there. The top of his the the top of his head and hair looks like a like a skinned coconut. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, you're it's right. Very weird. This oh, really um, unpleasant to look at plaid on his blue jacket. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird texture right. going on in this comic. His arm is going. Uh, I hate this. They don't have the right mo- number of fingers. <laughs> look at her finger. Look at her hand. Look at her. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, did I miss something? I look at they the hand of us. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, my I lost connection for a second. Oh my God! <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, have you guys described that? The Elon, do you want to describe her hand? Oh, I've got a good description. Uh, Are you guys familiar with the 1987 masterpiece uh, B-horror film, Street Trash? Yes. In which a guy melts in the toilet? Oh, God. No, it does look like she's melting. five seconds into that scene. (laughs) When he's beginning to melt. Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) Oh, my God. What world is this? What world is this set in? What ho- nuclear I holocaust has occurred that all of them look like this? The planet in Pardon My Planet is a horrifying hellscape. It is. It's that, maybe the scariest. It real and if you look outside, it looks like a nuclear nuclear holocaust is happening now. That or a beautiful sunset. Yeah, it but there's it's, the it's like purple going into orange. It's I just. What is hap- what is what happened to these poor people? Everything in the strip is also tilted to a certain degree, but none of it is tilted to the same degree. <laughs> no. Which is terrifying. Uh, I really can't get over her fingers. None I'm of them so are making eye contact. This is so awful. Uh, I feel like she's gonna touch. Okay, her can husband. we can we stop looking at and talking about this horrifying image? Can you I'm imagine being say, touched by her fingers? I no, I can't, and it's like, grossing me out. Caresses the husband's face, and where she touches starts to melt. And he's like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to do you wrong." And she's like, have you, "Shh." And have his you face is melting had, more and more. Have you ever had chicken feet at a dim sum restaurant? Yeah, it looks. A That's lot what like I imagine that. her hands are like. Coincidentally, I was thinking it looks like if you like put the flesh color on three Burger King chicken fries and attach them to a hand. Okay, all right, we have to stop. Here. Uh, uh, I will say this about her other Jesus hand, which is attached to a shape. Her pinky fingers out. So one of her hands may be a dis- like a disgusting thing that was drawn by a child and then made into a human flesh thing. But her other hand is very dainty. 
So, kudos to her, I guess. Yeah, it evens out. Yeah. Um. Well, here, okay. we'll go to the comic I have to share. Which yeah. Which is a fun comic called, that you guys might have heard of, called Slylock Fox. Hey! Uh, hey! Which is nice of that. It's mostly like they'll put two images together and you'll they'll be like, spot the difference. Spot the differences. I'm going to tell an embarrassing truth about Slylock Fox. Oh, so I'm it. a big fan of the comics legend where he'll often talk about Slylock Fox. And I almost never read Slylock Fox because there's too many words in it. And I'm like, I'm not reading this. Hey, <laughs> well, lucky for you, because, I have one with no almost no words in it. Oh, thank God. Because they usually put like a fucking novel things. Yeah, they're they, always like a thousand words about the mystery that they're solving. It. Yeah, it's a real tale of two cities because there's two images. Manga, so throw it in characters. there. Yeah. So this one is from today. <laughs> oh my God! Oh <laughs> Lord! <laughs> it, it's really a theme developing. Yeah, of car accidents, horrible traumatic car accidents. It's your classic find six differences between these panels, and it's like this cartoonscape of <laughs> these happy little uh, ducks and bunnies and raccoons and birds and such, uh, all living in a funny, sunny world. But there is a man in a car barreling towards them, about to murder most of the characters on screen. This looks like... I feel like this is Bob Hoskins entering Toontown in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where, (laughs) to me, it looks like this rabbit who he's about to hit is stopping the car and is going to, like, throw the man out. Like, he's entered the animal's world, and he's never going to leave it. There's, There's a very disturbing quality to this cartoon. And the raccoon, bird, and especially the ducks are like, I want nothing to do with this horrible rabbit who's about to massacre this man. Yeah, they're looking away at a calm pace. <laughs> oh, the two. Yeah, well, the duck is with its child and is like, let's leave. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out. We, we, need, to, we need to get out of here. Uh, uh, I, I should also note that the, there's a sp- what appears to be a speed limit side in the background for 35 miles an hour, and this man is clearly going far over that. At least yeah. 70. <laughs> Based on the f- f- million speed marks coming out of his car. There's yeah. five coming off of the wheels and top of the car, and lots more coming like out vertically, or yeah, horizontally. It's far more than were necessary. If Another. if this if this was a one of those fucking mystery ones, it would all be about how fast he was going and the correct speed limit and what like Rigsby Bunny is doing to make him stop. It would be yeah. terrible. Well, that's the thing is most I of the time Slylock Fox has a bunch of text explaining oh. what's happening. Oh, it's horrible. But the lack of any explanation in this apparent murder scene, yeah, is it's so also bad. It. It looks like the things that, I don't know, it's like there's things I, I remember seeing. No, it looks like things I, like one of my big fears is like cartoon creatures coming to life and like being horrible. And this oh, yeah. this rabbit just looks like a human-sized thing and just like, like he's going to ravage this guy. Uh, it's yeah, really there's disturbing. A, there's a look of violent insanity in the eyes of the rabbit. Oh, God, yeah, it's... No, that's, um, oh, God, there's nothing, this is, 
I don't like that we have a theme of car crashes this episode. Well, and let's let's um, state that it's been. I mean, none of us talked about the comics we were bringing in. It's been no. completely unintentional. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. <laughs> we were um, like, let's theme our first episode about horrible car crashes. Yeah, yeah each is... disturbing in their own way. Yeah, it's uh, been yeah. Bad. So, um, <laughs> let's. Uh, so, what have we learned? today, looking at these different comic strips. Um, uh, let's see. Loretta Lockhorn is either a terrible driver or a horrible murderer. Um, cats skunk? love cleats. Sure. Less uh, is a skunk. Less is a, less is a less Pepe is a, Le Pew type. Less is a skunk and Funky has lost his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Comics writers and illustrators have an obsession with horrible car crashes. Um, let's see. Uh, Mango doesn't like the X-Men. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> um, let's... Uh, what else? Um, the the inside of the Lockhorn's house is uh, a horrible hell void. Oh yeah, um, or a one. Pardon on... my planet. What's that? Or a peaceful one. I like to think that Loretta has entered heaven. I like to think it's hell. Um, they there's so much hate in their hearts that I can't imagine that it's. Uh... I assume Leroy instigates. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, I uh, I should also we should also point out that pardon my planet. Uh, the planet it is on. Uh, is some sort of weird hell dimension yeah. where uh, radiation and mutation have taken over uh, and people are made out of Chinese appetizers and uh, weird food utensils. Yeah, it looks kind of like Doom 1, <laughs> where they're all pixelated and stuff. Yeah, uh, like there, I would not be surprised if I saw a caca demon flying by. Oh, wow, my favorites. Um, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think we've learned a lot this week. Yeah, guys. And hopefully, we learned a whole bunch. And hopefully, you did too, listener. Um. So, I want to say thank you for joining us on our first episode. Um. And I want to thank uh my friends Alonga Veloth. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, tune in for our like theme song at the end of the episode and everything. Yeah, we have one of those. Uh, uh, and uh, and Vincent Malika. Bye bye. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> That's how he says goodbye every time. God That's damn awful. it. Okay. All right. Uh, I wish the... we were still recording. We are. Oh. Oh yes. Okay. You can use any of that. that. We're gonna we're gonna end every episode with Leroy Lockhorn. <laughs> <laughs>